Hello, sweeties. Welcome back to Two Aunties. I'm Marie Geneviève. And I'm Lauren. Two Aunties is a podcast in which we talk about our life experiences and various other topics that speak to us as two women in their late 20s. Today, we will be talking about friendship. We will cover things like what is true friendship, having a tribe, making friends as an adult, the ups and downs of friendship, and much more. Before we start the conversation, we want to ask you, uh, what is your current vision of friendship? What are your friendship expectations? What makes an ideal friend? So let us know your answer in the comments or hit us up on social media to let us know your answer. We would really love to hear from you. So in the first part, we will talk about friendship in general, and then we will branch out to various um into various aspects of friendship that will be more precise why are you dancing are you happy because i got coffee in my system <laughs> i got that drug in my system like i'm slowly waking up yeah because, um, life. <laughs> by the time we're recording this it's actually nine o'clock in the morning because i have class after this and so lauren it's quite early for her i'm forcing her to get up so <laughs> okay well Okay, well, okay, well, okay, no. <laughs> She's making me sound like an old lady. I do wake up early. It's just that yesterday night, for some odd reason, no, it's just negative. Nope, my body said, who the hell you think you are? You're not going to bed. And I was like, but I do need to go to bed. I have to wake up early tomorrow. <laughs> I went to bed, it was like 2 a.m. So I knew fully well this morning. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's start with defining true friendship. What is your definition of true friendship, Lauren? The thing about friendship for me to begin with, it's my friends are like my family, right? Like the friends that I have now or that I want to have in my life, they should be like my family. So of course they would have the same standards or the same definition I would put for family. And I think I would even hold them on a higher level than my family just because, like, my family ain't got no choice. Like, they didn't have the choice. As for my friend, you have the choice. So I think I still put, like, how I would define friendship is more like, you know, I want people who are around me, who will support me regardless, who are honest to me. Like, I mean, I need to support me blindly, but also be honest to me brutally. Like, if I'm telling you, yo, I'm going for a two-year trip and I don't know how I'm going to finance it, be like, yeah, go have one. Well, bitch, how you gonna pay? <laughs> like, I need that kind of friendship. Like, of course, you're definitely gonna need... I'm gonna need somebody who I trust, which is not really easy for me to do anyways with anybody that accepts who I am, that's for sure. I'm still very, like... When it comes to friendship, I have a hard time defining because, like, I guess, like, like I said earlier, I just want my fam my friends and my family to be on the same level. So, like... That we sit, we share the same energy, like we're going through this, not necessarily going through the same difficulties, but like, you know, like I've been through that difficulty. I'm there to help you. You've been through that difficulty. You're here to help me. Like it's a mutual thing. Like it's so like symbiotic that you don't even need to think about like the definition of like, oh, yo, that's my friend. Like I have a friend that every morning she calls me regardless. She calls the second she's up, she calls. And then we spend our day on the phone doing just that. Just that. We're on the phone, not talking. 
And then you complain when I text you at 6 a.m. Nah, nigga, not the same thing. So context of what you just said, okay? I texted this dumb bitch <laughs> the night before. What's the app? And she texted me in the morning, 6 a.m. Let me read it to you guys. No, 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 no. <laughs> She want to be, she trying to be cute or whatever. No, no. I have, I have received to show you after this I podcast you. that I sent you the screenshot before no, sending you a voice text. Yes, I did. I swear. You just didn't receive get it. it. Your phone ghetto anyway, so I don't know why you're trying to argue with me. Your phone ghetto. Okay. Wait, we're not finished. You know what? I'm even willing to post it was publicly. After, was this after the... The, uh, I can't really say this conversation no more. <laughs> Girl, we said. I was about to say, was this after or before the, but you know. It was after. I messaged Jen, Marie Geneviève, at 9.19 p.m. the night before, before her bedtime. Okay. She, I was already asleep. <laughs> she messaged me at 6.06 in the morning. The last question was what's the app the answer is i was looking for something else and i was it was a suggestion in the list but that's right after i sent you that message that text message right after i sent you the screenshot is my phone number on that or no, I'm, not. <laughs> okay. I'm not crazy i'm mad but I swear, I, I'm even willing to post it publicly if I need to. I will post mine publicly too. Yeah, but you'll see my screenshot there. You'll oh my. My screen. <laughs> 6 in the morning. And I was like, yo. Because it woke me up. It woke me up. So, of course, I was vexed. I'm like, okay. 6 a.m. text and say absolutely nothing. And not even answer the question. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> see that's what i'm talking about friendship you see friendship should know that there are certain times that you know your girl not gonna answer her phone 6 a.m is one of those no because my my mo as a friend is i'm going to text you 15 text message whatever the subject is going to be 15 on the same subject and then when you get to them you'll know everything that i wanted to tell you because i'm not going to remember when you're going to be available because I talk a lot, okay? Once I'm comfortable, I talk a lot. So I need I to get things that. out. I respect that. But can you do the talking a lot after 6 a.m.? Write it on a note, like on a little sticky. Be like, okay, remember to text or this, 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 this. Girl, 6 a.m., no answer. I was so mad, Jen. I was so mad. I almost punched you across the phone. I was just like, <laughs> she didn't even answer the question. In my defense, I did not <laughs> all right continue sorry sorry guys for our little aparte see this is friendship this right here like the comfort like for me friendship i would have to be very comfortable with the person to the point where like if i'm walking out of my room in my underwear and my bra the person be like oh yo nice booty I'd be like yeah right 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 <laughs> my hat, man. i don't know it's like I find that in friendship, there needs to be a certain comfort level, a certain trust level, 
a certain mutuality level, like where you guys are mutually understanding what what needs from one friendship without having to be like, yo, I need this out of this friendship. Like, I really need you to be here for me right now for this reason. Like, it should be un, ungiven, unsaid, I guess, that like, your friend needs you for this, you should be there for this in the friendship. Like, it's to the point, like, even like, I would even say financial, financially, it should be like an understatement. Like, your friend, and if it's your true friend, I'm not talking about like some random little two-center who just came into your life. It's your true friend. Like, you're going out and you buy something for her. No, you're going out and you, you guys were having a conversation about the fact like, oh, yo, she needs social and social thing, but she doesn't have time to go get it. And you're out and you see it. You purchase it and you give it to her. I'm to that point where in my friendship, if you give me the money back, we not friends. <laughs> we're acquaintances at this point. Is that like, the person who wanted to pay for the AC I gave you? Yeah, but that wasn't for me. That's a difference. Mm. <laughs> but it was up to my mom, and my mom told you that she... Yeah, but it wasn't for me specifically. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if it was for me, I'd have been like, thank you, chicken deuce. It wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's to that point. Like, if you give me the money, I'd be like... So we're just acquaintances. We're not even friends. We're acquaintances. Because I find it disrespectful that at the level and at the stage of our friendship, you really think finance or money is what I'm looking for out of it. I saw it. I thought of you. I bought it. You needed it. Take it. Period. There shouldn't be anything added to that. Like, for what? No. Like, I don't know. Friendship is a very hard thing to define for me. Friendship is family ship. Wait. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. For me, I listed some pillars that um, I think are necessary for a true and strong friendship. And Lauren mentioned most of them. So trust, equality, honesty, acceptance, support. But I also think that there's a secondary pillar that Lauren didn't mention. And it is longevity, like something that survives through time. And what I mean by that is, let's take us for an instance. We can go sometimes periods of time without talking to one another, uh, not because there's some beef or whatever, it just happens. But when we reconnect, we jump right back as if we just saw each other yesterday. And so I think like true friendship doesn't require necessarily daily conversations, but, and, and, and it's going to be something that we will talk about later on in this episode, but I think that's also a secondary a pillar to friendship to be able to not require the person to be there on a daily basis, but to be there, like, to be able to be there when you need them. Yeah. And it's so, me, yeah. Me and you, it's so funny. Like, we seem to, like, go through periods of time without talking to each other. And then the second we start talking back to each other, it's like, it's at that critical part of our lives that we need that, like, you know, overbearing friendship where, like, you're. 24-7 talking to each other, 24-7, like, on everybody's, like, on each other's asses, and then be like, okay, this is what's happening, this is what's happening. It's instinctively, like, I just find that it could weather the, it could weather the time of period without talking to each other, like you said, but it should also be capable of not changing because of that time period. I mean, we went, what, two years, maybe three years without talking at some point? Mm-hmm. Many times. Like, throughout high school, I think we talked to each other once. Throughout high school, we didn't talk because we went to two different high schools. I think we met up, you'll be fine, be telling people's numbers. 
we met up <laughs> twice. <laughs> I think during the period of high school, because then we had a mutual friend towards the ending of high school or mid high school. Mm-hmm. Then towards the ending of high school, because like you graduated. Yeah. For the two times we met. And then university, I just wasn't here. No, but we were on Twitter. Like we would yeah, chat Twitter. on Twitter all the time. Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, because I was. A That's Twitter. how we reconnected. Yeah, because I'm really? a Twitter fiend. Like if yeah. anybody needs to know, Lauren is Twitter all the way. Like Instagram, don't care. Twitter, I can't live without. That's like my freaking drug. Like since 2009, I think I've been on Twitter. And and you know what's the funniest? Like we haven't spoke throughout high school, and then I ended up in entanglements with people you went to high school with, like two people, like your cousin, who's not technically your cousin, but your cousin, and then the other one. And so it's just like funny that it ended up like this. Like and the world is small. The, <laughs> the entanglement had my face go, huh? Like my cousin didn't bother me because like I knew already. It was you're the one who introduced my- me. Yeah, but, like, I really couldn't care less about that part, right? <laughs> it was the other one where I was just, like, she's telling me this person, and we're going through the conversation. I was, like, I know that person. <laughs> she's, like, no, like, yeah, we went to high school together. <laughs> yeah. And then I think it was, like, two years ago that we haven't spoken for, like, two years? No, before that, because two years ago, I was with uh, Snip Snap. I, w- I wasn't that. We weren't talking when you were with Snip Snap. I know, but before that. Yeah. Like, after that, I went, I was in high, I was done high school, went to university in Ontario. We talked, but we weren't, like, you know, always talking. And then... Because when I looked at your place, it was before Snip Snap. I left, and then you started with Snip Snap. Well, I was yeah. in Snip Snap. Don't forget, Snip Snap had a previous... Yeah, whatever. No, no, what I mean. not forget, because Snip Snap was previous, right? Let's mm-hmm. not forget Marteau and Snip Snap. Very short in time period, okay? <laughs> Are you saying you're a hoe? Yeah, I am. Like, of course. Like, <laughs> I am. No, I'm just... FYI, it's a joke, okay, people? I am not a hoe. I am. I, am, I assume it. Are you not a hoe? You're freaky, but you're not a hoe. All right. Um, what makes an ideal friend? A writer freaking die. My friends, all my friends should be ride or dies. Period. Ride or die and hype mans. That's it. Okay, now I mean ride or dies. Like, what makes an ideal friend? Yeah, ride or dies for me for sure. Because, like, if you're not riding with me and you're not dying with me, what's the point of being friends with me? It's so hard to answer this question that I think of it because, like, I've been through so much friendships in my life. Like, I've had so many friends. To the point that I became super antisocial, right? So, like, what is friendship? It really, no, it's confusing because, like, I don't even know anymore. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, because if I compare my friendship with you right now and I compare my friendship with another person, you know whom, but we're not going to say the name. It's not the same friendship. But you guys are on the same level and I trust you guys the same Trusted one the same way I trust you. So you're, but it's not the same friendship. So I couldn't say like, these are like what I need in a friendship or like, or this is what I'm requiring from a friendship because it depends from what one and everybody brings. That's for sure. But I definitely think like, 
it's a mandatory to be a ride or die. If you're entering this friendship with me, like, yo, it's like till death do us part. Like, you're getting married to me. That's literally what it is. You're getting married to me friendship-wise. Yeah, we've mentioned it several times. Like I've said, and she said several times, like, we're soulmates. Not soulmates romantically. It's just like, we're soulmates. We know each other so much, and we know how the other is going to react and everything. So, yeah, I, I do agree with you. Like, it's so hard. Like, it's a ride or die type of situation regardless. Like, to me, that's it. Mm. I know it sounds, like, stupid or, like, very childish to say, but, like, that's all I can say about it. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And, like I said, like I was going to say, like, I think we can attribute a lot of qualities. We can list them uh, as of what makes an ideal friend. And I won't do that, obviously. But I think, like, an ideal friend is someone... Um, like you said, a ride or die and who cares about you in a way that they won't put your well-being above whatever beef you guys can have at some point. Uh, me and Lauren, we never have fights. We have disagreements sometimes, but we never really fought, you know? We have disagreement all the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, but it, that's normal because we were opin opinionated, whatever, how it's pronounced. Like, we have both have opinions. <laughs> Yo, I thought I saw a spider coming down from my ceiling. This would have been a very different type of filming real quick. <laughs> but it's just because we both have really strong opinions. So obviously, like, we disagree on a lot of things. But doesn't mean, like, we're fighting and we have beef. So, but let's say, like, we have something going on. We have beef. For instance, let's touch wood because it's not going to happen. Uh, and suddenly something happens and threatens my well-being. Well, I know for a fact that Lauren will put aside our beef to come help me and to be there for me. And somehow, like, I would say that friendship is reassuring in that sense that you know the person is going to have your back no matter what. Because, like, they're going to be there and everything. With that. I mm -hmm. most definitely agree with that. Yeah. I also think that an ideal friend will know you enough, will know your temper, your way of processing things, will know if they have to call you out on your bullshit or give you time to deal with your bullshit on your own. And like they'll know when it's time to do one or the other, you know? And I also think, and that's a big point, and I've mentioned it so many times, but I think an ideal friend will let you in. Uh, they won't show themselves above everything. Like, they're able to show their weaknesses and it's giving-giving in the sense, like, you show them your weaknesses and they show you their weaknesses. Their weaknesses. Um, and it's also someone who helps you build your self-understanding. They're willing to listen, be there whenever you're exploring new options. Uh, they're willing to help you think, brainstorm, and... Just like I said, it's reassuring. Like, yeah. It's a comfort, like Lauren said. I'm telling you, definitely about comfort. Like, I feel like friendship should always have been and should always be about comfort. Now, let's talk about levels of friendship. You can go ahead. I, that's the part. Okay. Lauren has levels, okay? You got the family. Okay, you might not see it, but let me put it here. Okay, you got the family <laughs> level. Like that's those are friends that like you know they walk into your house without no key no nothing and like you know they comfortable they go straight to the fridge they go straight to their room their room like I said in my house. Or they knock because your father is there. 
This one here, this one here, 18 years of friendship <laughs> and still knocks on my door. Knowing fully well, I'm not coming downstairs to open the door. Yeah, but I don't know if you're that. So, so walk in. Man knows who you are. My first name <laughs> basis. Walk in. So you have those like, you know, family friends. Like those are friends that are like, you know, family. And then just a little bit above, you have like the soulmate friends. That those are like 3 a.m. calls you will answer regardless. Then just underneath, you have like friends. Regular, regular friends. So when I'm bored or when I want to do something different, I call y'all. And then you have acquaintances and colleagues. And then you have like, eh. Those who used to once upon a time be friends, but like, you know, you're on okay speaking terms without being beefing. Mm-hmm. All right. When you're on the family level, well, you're on the family level. There ain't nothing to do about it. When you're on the soulmate level, you're on the soulmate level. For me, soulmates, I'm like, you could have several soulmates, right? Because like, Mahishaviev is one, but I have another one that I swear to God, when we are together, you will literally think that we are twins. But one's just white and one's black. That's the only difference about the two of us, like white and black. But we're the exact same individual. We have the exact same opinions. Like, and we don't go into fights and we do the exact same thing. Like I've done with Marjorie and Jeff, like we've gone years without talking and then all of a sudden we're inseparable. Those soulmates, I call them best friends. Those are like my best friends. Like, those are the people that, regardless of what happens in life, I'm going to. That's for sure. There's no discussion. Like, I'm about to die. I'm about to jump off a plane. I want to crash my car into the bridge or somebody's car. Dirty people I'm calling. That's for sure. Then you have the family friends who are just like, you know, family friends. Like, regardless of what it is, y'all stuck together because family is entangled together. So, <laughs> y'all stuck. Then you have, like, you know, the friends. The friends for me can always change. Like, your group of, not group of friends, but like the friends, I feel like they change. Depending of the season, the temperature, the, the weather, the weather, yeah, the feeling. Because like in the wintertime, you can have like a different type of group of friend than you have like in the summertime, and then spring and fall. Like you know the transition in friends, the ones that you just met that you're trying to get to know. Those are like the fall and spring weather friends. And then by the end of that season, that friendship done. You're changing into the new group of friends that you're going to have again. I feel like th- those are friends, just like regular, regular friends. You have colleagues that you got to be nice to because, like, y'all work together. You're not on hating terms. You're not on speaking terms. But, like, sometimes you have to do this thing at step, five to seven, so your colleague friends. Mm-hmm. And you have your, you know, your old high school friends, your whole old college friends, your old uni friends. Like, you guys are friends, yes, but, but that's it. Like, y'all talk to talk, y'all talk to keep tabs on each other, but you wouldn't go out with them. you probably go for a coffee, but you probably wouldn't, like, you know, organize an event around them or, like, you know, go out of your way to go on a trip with them. No, like, it's, like, the kind of friend that you refer to when you need, a, like, a business reference or you know that they're in this department and you're, like, yo, I know that person studied that. Let me, like, let me holler them up. That's that friend. The, yeah. Leftover friends. I know, right? <laughs> that are so bad. <laughs> now that I think of it, it's just like, mm, okay. 
but yeah, that, that those are my levels of friendship. Mm. My um, I also think that friendships are not equal. They're not all equal. Um, and while doing my research, I've found like a lot of reference to what Lauren listed. Um, but I found something that I found interesting and compelled me the most. And it was Aristotle who did like in one of his books, like a whole study of friendship. Yes, I'm about to talk about Aristotle. Somebody come get y'all, girl. <laughs> no, but you see, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Oh, we're going to the <laughs> class over friendship? Yes. It shouldn't be this hard. No. It's not hard. You'll see it's very, it's very nice. Like, he says that there's three types of friendship. And the first friendship is friendship of utility. So you are friends with someone because they're useful to you in some way and vice versa. It's like a, you scratch my back, I scratch yours type of friendship. And then the second level is the friendship of pleasure. So these friends are activity buddies. Uh, you enjoy their company, you do activities with them and whatever. And then the third level is the friendship of good. So these friendships are based on mutual respect and admiration. They take longer to build, but they're more powerful, powerful and enduring. Uh, the two first are, according to Aristotle, short-lived and accidental. They, they expire quickly because they're based on utility and pleasure. They're transactional. While the friendship of good are, uh, is more of an appreciation of each other's value and character. So you have similar values, similar goals, similar visions of, of the world. And he thought that this type of friendship is necessary for a happy life. So that's the list that compelled me the most because I do uh, agree with it somehow. And I, I also agreed with the one you listed. It's just like a like, different vision of different of the same subject yeah normal okay the real question now is what type of friend are you lauren <laughs> okay <laughs> i think it's been mentioned several times that i am not an easy approach okay very not unless you force yourself onto me But I think it's been said that, like, at several times, I'm not an easy person to approach because I don't necessarily have, like, you know, a super friendly face or, like, a super friendly approach. I'm not a smiley, smiley person in the streets, like, and I'm pretty straightforward. I think I'm the type of friend that, like, I'll be there for you regardless of what it is. If we are truly friends and, like, we are, we've been through ups and downs in our friendship or, like, even if we haven't been through ups and downs in our friendship, if we're truly friends, I'll be there for you regardless. I am definitely a ride or die friend. I am loyal to a freaking T, unfortunately. But I'm very also brutal, brutally honest. I don't, I'm not that friend who will lie to you. I can't, I can't sugarcoat it. I will never do because I can't, like, it's just not me. When something bothers me or I see that, like, something is bothering you, but you seem to want to ignore it, I will call you out on it. Like, I won't pretend to be like, oh, okay, it's fine, it's her life, whatever. It's not my business. No, because your life, in somewhat ways, it's intertwined with my life. And if I find that it's bothering you, I know it's going to bother me. So why, why keep my mouth shut and lie about it when I know fully well that the repercussion is going to end up on you, which is going to end up on me, because, like, 
And it's not in a selfish way. I'm saying like, oh, I don't want to be bothered by it. No, it doesn't. I don't want you to go through it. So I'd rather tell you now, like, listen, cut the bullshit because you're going to down the road, go through bullshit. And like, I've said this to most of my friends, like, like, for example, in friends, their choices of friends. And I know it sounds re- weird being a friend, but like I've said it and I have instincts when it comes to friends. Oh my God. I can see them from a mile away with their shit. I will tell them straight up. You can be friends with that person. That is not a problem. You can enjoy the friendship as long as you want. But that friendship is this, 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 this. And it's going to end very bad at the end of the day if you don't exit before you need to. Yeah, most of the time I'm right. Mm, actually, all the time I'm right. And I don't want to be right, but I know fully well that you're going to be hurt. And if you're hurt, I'm hurt. I'd rather not let you get hurt. Yes, it's a lesson for you, but I'd rather tell you the truth than see you hurt and be like, shit, I could have told her and like avoided this. So, yeah. Definitely the friend who's always going to be there for you, regardless. Supportive friend. Like, I do believe I'm a supportive friend. I hope so. <laughs> I think of it, I'm like, I hope so. And I'm trustworthy. Like, if you gotta hide a body, come to me. Okay, no, don't come to me. No. No. I just now noticed that we said this live. No. Don't. Don't. Come to me. (laughs) Oh, well. How about you, Jen? What? Yo, I am so used to calling you, Jen. See, 18 years of friendship. Can't call me. It's like uh, uh, this week I wrote your name. I don't remember where, but I'm so used to writing it the way you write it for the podcast that I wrote it like that way. And I was like, fuck. Well, I am the over caring friend, the all in friend, because I don't have a ground zero. I go to a hundred like that. I'm the friend that's always present, whether you like it or not. Um, I'm also the open-minded friend. Uh, I'm a big fan of the saying live and let live, so I'm not going to judge. I might judge, but silently. That's the difference. Not that much silent, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I am the friend who will bury the body, but I'm also the friend that with whom you will have very deep conversation because I don't mind like the little gossip talking about TV shows, talking about this, about that, whatever. But I'm more of an intellectual person. So, like, I feel like it transfers onto every relationship that I have, whether it's friendship or romantic relationship, whatever. Like, I just talked about Aristotle on the Two Aunties episode, okay? So that's the type of person I am. But yeah, I think that's how I would describe myself as a friend. I swear, when she pulled out Aristotle, I was just like, is she kidding me? Like, are you really going to go this deep for friendship? Like, damn. This is not no existential questioning. Like, we're just talking about friendship. Okay? Well, I feel like it is an exact... That type of question. Yeah. (laughs) That type of question. (laughs) Because friendship is an important part of life. Seriously, though. So... It is. And, like, when I take, for instance, my situation where the only two person left in my life from my family are my parents. So, obviously, friendship is a big part for me because, like, I got a question. Oh. 
into relations to what you just said. The fact that your parents are your only two family members, and I almost said friends, but that's not what I meant. <laughs> I saw it coming. I was like, I like no. for a fraction of a second, I was like, what? For the fact that your parents are your only two family members uh, left in your life, right? And that friendship is super important in your life. Do you tend to hang on or hold on to friendships that you know are not worth it or that are not even friendships per se let's say they're like you know how I did my levels okay that you have like a friend that's in between like you know high school college whatever friend left over and like in between the acquaintance level mm. it's going to be like a multiple part answer because, yes, but also being who I am, meaning like I am, I don't have, like I said, I don't, I don't have like a ground zero. So I go to a hundred right away. That doesn't help either. So like, yes, less now than before, but yes. <laughs> you seem to disagree. <laughs> I don't disagree per se, but I do disagree a little bit because there's one person that I keep on telling you, yeah, no, it's pointless because y'all wasting your energy on that friendship. I mean, yeah, you guys could be friends. That's not an issue. Like, friendship is one thing, but like, I feel like the intensity of friendship that you put into it is not what you're receiving back. Yeah, that I agree. No, no, I agree with you. That's why I'm saying yes. Like, yes, but I mean, I've let a lot of people go that I hold on to. That I, if I was me before, I would have kept holding on to, but these people are gone. So yeah, but I'm gonna talk about this like later on because uh, when we get to like being uh, friendless or almost and everything, that's part of it. What's a healthy number of friends to have? Zero. <laughs> and I say this with all seriousness because I'm 28 years on this planet, and I can't. Stand humans, okay? No, I don't want friends anymore. <laughs> and I'm saying this in all joking matter, but like a healthy number of friends. Like, let me see how many friends I have right now. Bruh. I guess like I have like five good friends, but like I'm including Matthew and Jim in those friends, my other friend in that friend. So like I have five good friends that I could rely on. And that's give or take, because like, I'm pretty sure I've added some that are not on that level. But that's just because I have a habit of talking to them every day, they're all on that level. So mm. let's say for now, five. More than five is too much to entertain and to like, like keep a mm. lot. Because like, friendship is a relationship, okay? You need to keep that shit going. It requires energy. Yeah, yo, I don't got that energy anymore. As you get older, the less energy you want to spend into a friendship, and you're just like, oh, gotta go, gotta go, mm -hmm. gotta go. That's and like, I don't want to say it now because I know we're gonna have to mention it later. But five, I'd say like maximum ten if you're a group of friends, but like five. Mm. Ten is a lot to be a group of friends, though. No, ten is too much, bruh. Ten, even if it's individual friends, there's a lot of friends to keep up with. Like, I barely answer my text message to, like, 
the ones I do like. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a, a similar answer. Seriously, I didn't even try to count. Like, I don't have an exact number. And I feel it also depends on how introverted or extroverted you are. For instance, in my personal life, I'm the shyest person ever. I'm the most introverted person. Uh, I really like my solitude. Like, I, listen, I, I'm going this weekend to the library of my school to do research in case everything closes back again so that I can be more, like, even more at my house alone, you know, so that's the type of person I am. Um, so I don't necessarily need a lot of friends, but I would imagine that someone who's more extroverted than me might require more friends than I do. And also, like Lauren said, um, I think that a healthy number of friends is a number that you can manage. And it comes down to how many people you can be present for and how many people you can be the best version of yourself as a friend for. Key. Key. Mm. I can't be best for nobody but myself right now. <laughs> so now we're moving on to the second part. Let's talk about having a tribe. Having a tribe is having a community of close-knit friends. It's like your village, you know? So in this section, we want to talk about why you need one, why it's important, and also finding your tribe. So Lauren, according to you, why is it important to have a tribe and why do you need one? Let me say it straight up, okay? The reason I need a tribe is when I have kids, that's where they're going. <laughs> you know, I'm not raising those little fuckers, no. When I have kids, they're going to the tribe, okay? Y'all Please remove my name from that list. Oh, you are engraved in the list. I don't know what you, this is like the Ten Commandments. Your name is set in stone, okay? You're not going nowhere. <laughs> no, but seriously, to have a tribe is like a, for me, I don't have a tribe yet. Because like, all Same. my friends are different sets. I know I have a set of friends, but like if anything, I have like a number of friends. That like if anything happens, like this is where they're going. But those friends are not together. Like they're not friends to within themselves. Like, and to me, a tribe would be that like you know a group of friends that like you know they're together <laughs> in order to create to one community, one family. I don't have that yet. It sounds like a cult the way you say it, yeah, right? I was like, yo, that sounds very cultish. Okay, no, it's not a cult, guys. But um, it's important because it's like a little family, like outside of your family. And like, like for example, in Marie Genevieve's case, and I'm taking her case because like as much as like it's not my life, like I said, we've been together for 18 years, okay? Mm -hmm. Her life has not become my life. And like in Marie Genevieve's case, like she only has her parents and she doesn't have a family, right? I hate saying that because it sounds really, really bad, but like, but it's the truth, like, I know, but it, it's, sounds, it's, like, it sounds bad, but it is the truth, meaning, like, don't worry, guys, I've grieved my way out of it, so, <laughs> like, it's okay to say it, like, my parents, and, and I feel like it reflects in everything, like, my parents are above everything, because, like, that's the last set of family that I have, and it influences all, everything, my relationships, my friendships and everything, my, my business way, like the way I do business and everything. So yeah, continue. Sorry. Yeah. Like, so like I'm saying, like in the case of Rocky Jindia, like since she doesn't have a family, right? She needs a tribe. And I'm not saying she needs a tribe, 
but it would definitely be helpful and healthier for her to have a tribe because that would be like her her chosen family thank you like her second little family within like so it's the people she who like when she's about to like you know give birth well her parents and her family will be there or she will probably call the family to be like yo guys uh it's happening or what she said because she had a heartbreak i'm sorry to student games but i'm not seeing my parents when I, my heart's broken okay i'm seeing the tribe like the tribe or when i'm about to have a threesome i need somebody to talk to about it. that's a little hiatus from what happened this week <laughs> I, no, actually not this week. This week while we were filming, it please, please, please tell me you filmed it when you were actually when your face went red. I don't recall because I didn't edit it this one, so probably. Anyways, guys, if you guys want to know why this was funny, you need to go back to the previous episode of Baby Fever, and I hope she recorded it because her face in the middle of a conversation changes. Okay, she goes red. It's this. It's what she just mentioned now that her face goes. Because I went, what the hell's wrong with you? And she's like, I'll tell you later. She told me two days later, but that was the reason. <laughs> Ooh, look at her face. She told her own damn self. So. No, but to be honest, one thing while you were talking that came into my mind beside the threesome, it was really a question of, <laughs> of the wedding. Because sometimes I do have that question, like, what will happen when I get married? Like, uh, yes, my parents are going to be there, but I will need people on my side too. Like, the other person, whoever it's going to be, I'm going to, like, they're going to have family and everything. They're going to have friends and everything. And I'm at the point where I don't have as much friends and I don't have family. So that's something. Like, even bridesmaids and Matt, and Matt how do you say the, the, the principal one? What's the name? Maid of Honor. That's me, bitch. Ma <laughs> I had matron of honor or something in my head. I was like, whatever. I had that in my head. So that's why I was like, that's not the right name. That's but that, that is something that I'm thinking about it. Like, I'm thinking about, not often, but I do think about it. I think we think about it more often than not because, like, we're getting closer to that age where, like, you know, we want to get settled. So, like, the more you want to get settled, like, we're still in our, like, you know, fuck around and, like, whatever game. But, like, it's very small compared to, like, when we were younger. Now we're just, like, fuck around and maybe get married. <laughs> Instead of just fuck around and maybe get pregnant, we're just, like, fuck around and maybe get married now and settle down. Like, so now I get it. Like, why you, you would have that, like, in the back of your mind on a, like, on a constant basis. Because mm -hmm. that's what we're at in life also. Yeah. I mean, it's normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be a tribe. Like, a tribe is your, your go-to. Like, you know those, like, in every TV show you see, like, in Friends, they're a tribe. In Girlfriends, they're a tribe. Uh, in How I, uh, How I Met Your Mother, it's a tribe. Like, I'm not saying that friendship isn't messy. Because it's a hella messy. A hella messy. But, like, you still need that. Like, it's your family outside mm -hmm. your family. It's the people who knows your dirtiest secret. It's the people who are there to pick up your mess behind you. Don't smile like that because I know all of them. Okay? I'm just waiting for the day you get married. And like I said, you're not coming to my wedding because I don't trust you. <laughs> I don't. Like, I have a whole hard drive. 
She has dossiers that even I forgot existed. No, she's not coming. She's been uninvited like 10 years ago. <laughs> Trust me, I, I stalk people so well that I will show up at your wedding. Girl, don't worry. This has been on the low, low. Like, listen, I don't even think I'm going to tell you I got engaged. <laughs> That's how bad it is. <laughs> but my problem is not you. The problem is I will stalk the, the person that you're getting married to. I'll tell them. I'll no, no, but the thing is, I'll know all their dirty secrets yeah, that's before you even know them. It's a problem. It's my dirty secrets, the problem. I don't trust you with my dirty secrets, my dumb pictures when I was a kid. This girl has dossiers, dossiers that were even like, I'm like, when the fuck did we take this picture? Where was <laughs> I when we took this picture? Like, what is this? Like, I think she has a collection of pictures in uni while I'm just giving her the bird. Mm-hmm. Because this girl, always, always taking pictures of my face. And I think that's all she has at some point in her phone is this. Well, at least since, like, the last 10 years, that's all I have. Yeah, because like, 2010 to 2020, my collection is you doing this. <laughs> I think that's accurate, yeah. <laughs> But the thing about choosing your tribe is, like, everybody needs to get along. And, like, I've already done a girl group, and I'm not a girly girl, and I don't really have that many girlfriends. And it's really, really hard. Because, goddamn, girls are catty and petty and very, very, very shady and snakes. And, like, I cannot deal, like, <gasps> so drama, like, <laughs> yeah, I know I'm a female, okay, but... <laughs> Damn, woman. Why I gotta be so dramatic for, like... Your tribe is very important. The extension of you. The extension of you. And, like, if you don't think your tribe is right for you right now, think of it as in, would you leave your children with them when you have children? Would you leave your life in their hands, like, without even questioning? Like, I know fully well that if I have a tribe, it's a must. If I can't leave my child with you, then you're not my tribe. If I can't call you and be like, yo, I'm dropping off the kid at home or go pick up the kid, we're not a friend. We're not a tribe, period. I feel the same. I feel like a tribe is important because it fosters an environment where you can be you and when you can learn and grow. And you can also brainstorm freely without like judgment or try things like I've said. Um, and the reason why you need a tribe is because we've mentioned it in before like in previous episodes but you need to grow and i feel like having a tribe a community a village helps you grow and learn like i said and it also provides social interaction like actually that sounds like really ridiculous but that's so important mental wise like mentally it is healthy to have social interaction and also these people want to love you nurture you in many ways and so like you get like a support system and that's very important in life. So that's why I think it's important to have a tribe. So Lauren, how do you find your tribe? I know you don't have one. I don't have one, but let's try this out. How do I find a tribe? But I'm at that stage in my life anyways, where I have to start like thinking of intertwining certain of my friends. And the thing about a tribe is mainly I think this is something that people don't understand, but like, let's say me and Matthew Jones, you have our friends. Well, that tribe, that circle, that little tribe would be for everybody. Like, 
even if it's my tribe, like, well, Marie Geneviève is in that tribe, well, that means, like, probably an into like, it intertwines into, like, our friendship. But since I'm a very antisocial person and unapproachable person, I don't know how I'm going to find it because I don't like getting out of my house. I don't like meeting new people. I really want to talk to the people I work with. I don't know how I'm going to find it. And if I think of it, like, in our case, if I was to create a tribe, it would be you, of course, my cousin, the one that, yeah. yeah I was going to say stupid stuff, but I'm going to keep it away myself. I don't have any problem. That's on you. You would say something stupid about you. That's not my problem. <laughs> That's why I kept it to myself. My cousin, you, Sab. Hopefully, none of your other friends are listening to this episode. Oh, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that puts a lot of things in perspective, no? Yeah. Bruh. That's all I can think of. Like, on the spot. Like, I have friends. But, like... I don't see them being, you know, and like when I'm thinking about this tribe, I'm thinking about my future children. So like, so far, I'm only the threes. Especially my cousin, because she already have a child and I'm, I'm the grandmother of that child. So like, it's a given. Like, yeah. <laughs> then there's you, I know, because fully well, I'm going to be annoyed and you're going to be like the auntie who's going to be like, yeah, okay, come here. Let me give you cupcakes and cookies. She's going to fatten up my child. That's perfect. Is she also going to keep it when he's going to be hyped up on the sugar? No, no, no. People don't understand. The thing is, I'm going to be giving them ice cream, candies, but it's all going to be like healthy shit. So I'm going to be the cool auntie, but it's going to be healthy shit. So, so it's still when they're going to be hyped up on sugar, they're saying that your house. I swear, I would, I'd be that parent who would pull up in front of the house and I hear them screaming, I'll just continue driving off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, are you coming to pick up your kids? Yeah, no, something happened. You're keeping them over the night. <laughs> but now that I think of it, yeah, that's the only two that I can, like, the only three people I can think of because, like, I wouldn't imagine anything else for my kids. Like, I can't, like, I do have really good friends, like, that I would trust my life with, but not with my children. So they wouldn't be my tribe. Like, I wouldn't see them supporting me through that period or those difficult times or, like, whatever, so... So far, I got three. Well, I'm not going to name people because, um, like I said, I'm a, like, 100% person. And so I'm not sure if, like, mm, it's reciproc... Whatever. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. Right. You can no, you, obviously, you. I'm talking the others, like... Oh, yeah, it's between, yeah. Like, I, ha I have to put things in perspective, like... Because the thing is, my biggest problem when it comes to friendship is that I give. And sometimes, most of the time, it doesn't come back. So I have to be careful because <laughs> because if I say, oh, they're my tribe, I might, not, I might not be their tribe. That's the biggest problem. So. All the that, time. You're too friendly. You're too kind-hearted. That's your problem. I keep on telling you, you need to be a bitch. <laughs> but 
if I really think about how do you find a tribe, personally, I'm not a big fan of groups of friends. I don't do well in groups. I never do well in groups. I'm the awkward, <laughs> the awkward person. It's so true. <laughs> like I'm just going to go silent. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, but you don't shut up. So how is this possible? <laughs> She just goes, yep. not at work. If there was a dog, I would be like petting the dog, like in the corner or something. No, but you'd forget she's there. That's the problem. <laughs> That's how silent she goes. And then you turn around and be like, oh shit. Yeah, you were here. <laughs> so I think for me, um, I would say like, and I would add to that, that you can also have several friends with whom you exchange and you're who are going to fulfill the role of a village without being in a group. Like, I think your tribe can also be sporadic, you know? And if, if I would, I was to use like what I said about Aristotle, I would say that it's okay as long as these friendships are friendship of the good. Don't roll your eyes at me because I will whoop your ass the next time no, I you see won't. you. You know, I can still whoop your ass. You know that, right? I'm yeah. like, but I got you. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, to me, that's how I perceive the way, like, a tribe would work for me. Because, like I say, I'm not doing well in groups. Like, I'm, I, I feel like there's two personalities. There's Jen, and then there's Marie Geneviève, who has to, like, talk a lot on the podcast, on my shit and everything. And then once I'm at home, I'm just like, hmm. You know? Like, I guess I've been getting Marie Geneviève since day one then. <laughs> yeah, don't stop. And so, her mouth. yeah, I have a hard time. And when it's on my mouth, it's like texting. <laughs> I'm a big texter. So, yes, I think there will be, uh, of course, like some transactional aspect to the friendship, but in a low percentage, because like I said, I feel like your tribe is some like similar values, similar visions of the world. It can vary a little bit, but I feel like you have to have some things in common. And I tried to look how to find your tribe, your tribe online. And so one way that to find your tribe is to look at things that you're passionate about and find the places where people do things that you love and join in and be open to let the people come to you. I'm not saying like, let your guard down, but at least try to be open. So yeah, that's what I found. And I know fully well that advice won't apply to me because I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so no <laughs> and i feel something that's related to that is making friends as an adult that shit is hard as fuck it's not just hard like bruh i don't want to personally i suck at making friends as an adult as much as i forced lauren to be my friend in fifth grade now I suck at it. Like, I'm not even able to force people to be my friend. Um, so I think it comes down to what I've mentioned. Find places where people do things that you love and be open. But yeah, I can't give you more advice because I need those advice myself. To be honest, to be an honest, honest, honest person, I have an easy tendency of making friends. Problems I get bored. So I don't want to keep them. And I get annoyed really quick right and i guess just like because my standards of friendship has leveled up i just don't have the patience like there are people at like the colleagues you remember the colleagues level who are trying to be friends and these colleagues 
have been trying so hard to just so. And these colleagues have been trying so hard to be friends, and I'm just like, but I can't stand you. Like, and they haven't done anything to me. I just can't stand you because, like, you don't fit in my life image. Like, it's really hard. Like, it's hard to make friends and have good friends, not just making friends. Because making friends, I find it's easier, but having good friends is hard. And, like, the older I get, the pickier I get, and the easier it is for me to also let go. Mm -hmm. Another thing is, the older I get, the less willing I am to spend energy on people. Like, I mean, like, it, when you meet someone, whether it is a friendship or even a romantic relationship, you have to put in energy and you have to tell your whole story and everything because then, like, the person needs to know how why you're reacting this way or whatever. But I feel like just... Like Lauren, we've been friends for 18 years. All that energy was spent already. Now it's just, yeah, we're spending energy, but it's not as much as having to explain yourself because I know where she's coming from or she knows where I'm coming from. It's easier to spend in other words. Like I feel like at our at our time, years, investment of friendship, it's to the point where like we're not even investing anymore. It is set. Like 18 years is not something that you just throw away. I mean, yes, you could, but, like, 18 years, like, we've built on she's fucking annoying sometimes, and she knows I'm fucking annoying as well at times, or, like, I'm super, super rude, so I don't cut edges. So, you know, we've worked around our our kinks, let's just say, like, our mm -hmm. issues. We know how to approach each other. Or even if we don't know how to approach, we know how to deal, as in, like, we're not taking it personal. Quite frankly, you tell me today at 28, Lauren, do that, I'm like, fuck no. No. Mm-hmm. I just no, like I can't stand from the idea of trying to be like super sweet and super nice to somebody and like you know getting to know it's the same thing as in relationships I'm not willing to do the whole like honeymoon phase before we get into the needy greedy part of our friendship like this is who I am take it or leave it mm -hmm. it's just also it comes back to like for instance the the, the, the fact that I don't I don't have a family and so, like, just a question, do you have a brother or a sister, like, going back to telling these stories when you're trying to move on or when you've moved on is so annoying at some point. You're just like, everything comes, like, brings you back to that stage and you're just like, fuck, I don't want to spend that energy or that time telling my story over and over. But you can't say, no, I don't have a brother because then if they learn that you have a brother, then you have to, like, doubly explain yourself and everything like it's it's just annoying and it's just You're not a waste of energy but a, like energy that i'm not willing to spend it is a waste of energy don't worry though i'm right there with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, just having this conversation was so exhausting because i'm like ugh, it's just making me think of tonight <laughs> i was like uh do i really want to go through this because, guys, she's having a date tonight. Why do you got to yell it out loud? Like, there are people in my house. Let's not forget it. They're on speaker. You're not in my headphones. Oh. I ain't got no headphones. Well, <laughs> I don't know that. It's your fault, not mine. In the next section, we want to talk about the roller coasters, the ups and downs of friendships. Can we say that word again, please? <laughs> oh, may we please say that word again? Roller coasters. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Say pneur, please.
See? That's what I'm saying. I got one word, okay? You got several. I know, but I'm not I'm not shy about it. I assumed. Assume? I assume. Okay. I just Yeah. I respect You're... myself. <laughs> I know I have problems with some certain pronunciation, but yeah. Anyways, so let's start with losing friends. Woo! I'm the queen. Not that I lose friends, I let go of friends. Is that in the same section or not? Uh, yeah, I think that, that would be it, yeah. I'm the queen of letting go of people. A1. I got a PhD in letting go of people. And in the last year, I've let go so many people and it felt good. Friendship that I was keeping because like, you know, family-wise we were meant to be friends and like I couldn't let go because like, you know, it would have been awkward in our families. Um, friendship that were no longer even, like not even just utility friends, friendship that I honestly thought were gonna be like, you know, lasting and good founded friendship. I was just like, we're not going through the same path. I let go of friendship that like, oh, 16 or no, over 20 somewhat years of friendship. I was like, you know what? You want to do that? You do that. Let me just retract myself out of that equation because I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to put that energy. I'm not going to cry over that because it's pointless for me to go over that. Like, for me, losing friends is a blessing. That means you weren't meant to be in my life. You weren't meant to be in my journey proceeding from this part on. You, you served your purpose as my friend in the past or for me to get to where I'm at, but you're not going to proceed into continuing this journey with me. And I know it sounds bad, but at the end of the day is when I'm going to turn around and look at where, I, where I'm at and where I came from and the people who made it all the way through with me, I'll be super thankful and knowing fully well those are the friends that are meant to be. Those are the friends who probably even pushed my ass to get to that point. Those are the friends who probably, you know, were like, Lauren, mm, you're spending money for nothing when you should be saving up that money for, you know, you were talking about in two years going to so-so-and-so place or doing so-so-and-so thing. And then when I get there, I'll be like, you know what? Thank God for those friends because I probably wouldn't be here today. Even if I am a very willed person, I would have probably not got there without these friends. Mm -hmm. Friends, as much as it's hard, I find it a blessing at the end of the day because... Mm -hmm. It wasn't meant to be at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's it for me. Personally, I think it is normal to lose friends or to let go of friends. Um, I think friendship is a cycle. As you grow, you leave stuff behind and you also leave people behind. And I think also um, we've talked in one of the last episodes about grieving. And I think there's also some sort of grieving process in losing a friend or even letting them go. Like if you're the one who just like leaves the relationship. And I think you have to go through the seven stages that Lauren mentioned in the episode of letting go. Because in the end, a friendship is still a relationship, especially if like you consider them as family. Now, um... Let's talk about finding yourself friendless or almost friendless. Okay, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's a great time of your life as you work on yourself. 
Oh, I have no issues being alone. Okay, no, not true. Sometimes I have issues. Sometimes. Yes, no. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to get comfortable because it's cold. <laughs> I sometimes have issues, but like not. It's very little to none. But those days that I do find myself lonely, it's very minimal because then I will start thinking of like the friends that I would want. And I'm just like, oh, no, I really don't want to see that person. Or like the things I would, I would have to go out and do. And I'm just like, oh, I really want to spend the money. I really want to spend the time. And I really don't want to drive towards there. Or like, even like, you start thinking, oh, this person's going to talk about their problems. And you're just like, do I really want to sit there? and listen to those problems and like give advices that I know fully well are going to be thrown down the fucking toilet and nobody won't listen to it. So do I really want to go through that? Like I have a friend, every time she calls my phone, I know fully well there's a problem. So I'm just like, yeah, what's up? What's wrong? And she's like, nothing. I'm like, okay, so we can stop the little chitter chatter and tell me what's wrong. Because I know there's something wrong. You don't call me to see how I'm doing. You'll call me to tell me to pretend to see how I'm doing then bombard me with your problems like let's get on to it because i don't want to play that game and then of course little do you know that yes there is a problem see i'm just like i avoid the call sometimes because i'm just like i don't want to be on the phone for the next two hours telling you what you want to hear when i've been telling you what to do or not what necessarily what to do but i've been telling you how to avoid getting into that situation for months probably now no so being lonely isn't that bad. And I'm like, I'm a lonesome person. Like, I love my alone time. Like, I watch TV. I read my books. I clean my house. I redecorate my house. I am so into, like, the last two years, I've been very much onto my self-care. And, like, when people say self-care, it's not like a day thing. Like, I've been on a self-care journey. And, like, um minimalizing journey as well where I'm just like I just want to take care of myself in order to be capable of getting somewhere else so I'm letting go of like all that little extra load that like I know holds me back or tempts me to like deviate from that self-care journey so being alone doesn't deviate me I mean yeah I deviate myself because I get lazy and then I start doing other things that I'm not supposed to but that's only on me I can blame. And it's very small compared to like if I was still hanging out with this person or like if I was still in like, you know, in the middle of a group of friends where I was like, yeah, let's go do this, let's go do that. By the time I get home, I'm like one broke, two, I haven't paid no bills, three, I do what I was supposed to do. So I'm still behind or still stagnant at the same place I am since the beginning. So, nah, I like my loneliness. Well, to be honest, um right now in my life i'm at a point where i'm almost friendless um but it is for many reasons that it's like that i moved away for how long was i gone i was gone for like five years did you leave before or after my mom passed after five years yeah something like that five years about five years um, and where I was, I was isolated, so I didn't make new friends over there, and and so a lot of my friendships, like, were, like, left, a lot of my friends left, um, 
also I let go a lot of people because I noticed that it wasn't like to a two-way street meaning like I would come back to Montreal but they would never come and visit me and whatever so it like we we were also on different paths and everything so me moving away just like created uh, uh, a separation even bigger but also I find myself dealing with past trauma so I also have to be like on a self-care journey and like bringing myself back to a certain level and dealing with that trauma but lately I've been um, having this uh, reflection that it is also beneficial that right now in my life I am almost friendless because I have all these new projects and I need to step up my game. I saw, I sent Lauren yesterday a quote and it was like, sometimes we are late bloomers because the world needs to catch up with us. And right now I'm at a stage where I need to catch up with the vision that I have in my mind. So when I say it's, uh, it's beneficial, it's because like my project is so out there, so out of character for me, like the person that, my older friends knew that I would be worried that those friends would become boulders for me in order to get ahead in my in my projects and I'm at a stage where I'm killing the person that I am to become the person that I want to become that's the quote you have on your wall and I love it um and so I don't feel like I want to be grieving a friendship once I've done that. So it is beneficial to a certain point that I am almost friendless. Of course, like sometimes I'm, I'm lonely and everything, but at the same time, when I look at how I have to work on myself and on my project, it's okay, you know? So um, how do you deal with the fact that you're, you have a limited amount of friends? blessed blessed like i told you i don't like spending energy and like i don't have to like you know bail as much <laughs> so i said it i know how fucked up some of my friends here are gonna hear it and be like what is this i'm like yeah <laughs> i don't have to bail as much as i used to back in the day because like shit i really don't like going ooh, i really don't like going out okay I'm the queen expert of bailing. Actually, I just won't bail. I'll just go ghost. The day of, you can't hear me. I'm not to down. I don't want to go. Ghost. Now, having a limited group of friends, I actually find it better because I can focus and grow those friendships better. To be honest, like as, we're, as I'm thinking of it, I do have some really good friends, right? But like most of my friends are outside of the country. I have one in Japan, one right now is in Turkey. I mean, one is not that far, okay? She's in Ontario, but I'm lazy, like, I'm not going to driving just to chill, but, like, I mean, I could, but I'm lazy again. I have one in Italy, Germany. Actually, Germany and Italy is the same person. It's because she bounces in two countries. And I have one in Norway. And yet, I don't keep contact with any of them. Like, I had just learned, like, two days ago, my friend in Norway is pregnant. And she's about to give birth on the 22nd. N next week. So, I just don't want to pregnancy. <laughs> to hear that she's going to give birth the 22nd. I was like, of this month? She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm a super friend. Clearly, I didn't know. 
Don't know. It's hard. Oh, friendship is hard. I don't want to do it anymore. Take <laughs> own little island and do my own little shit and just reappear in society when needed. Personally, like, the way I deal with being almost friendless, I've mentioned it, I work, like, I invest on myself. Um, and also, I find that some friends come in your life once you've reached a certain level. And so to deal with it, uh, would be to grieve if you have to grieve some of your past friendship and then step up your game because new people will come up, will come to you. Yeah. And now the most interesting question of the whole episode, what is the stupidest reason someone broke up your friendship for? Oh my God, I didn't say happy birthday to them. I know I'm throwing shades out right now, but this has been on my freaking mind for day one. It's been my heart in my head for a year now, okay? In my mind for a year. It escalated. And I know you know the story from the beginning, so I'm not going to start the story from the beginning because whomever is going to listen will know who the fuck I'm talking about. And I don't care if they do, but I'm just not trying to start shade. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just put it like this. Left, then came back, never told me, got engaged, never told me, got to go get the information. Okay, bailed on me several times. All right, no problem. So, of course, after a certain moment, you're just like, okay, this friendship is going this side. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep to my side, right? Person's birthday comes around. I just didn't wish the person happy birthday because... Why would you? In a year. And when we do talk, it's like little words. So, why would I wish you happy birthday, right? Little problem about that action, though, is our family is very close. Mm. As in, I'm, like, very, very, very deep into the family. So an event came through. Little did I even know that this person was not because of that shit. Well, I mean, little did I know, little did I know. <laughs> and I learned that day that person is mad at me. And it's not talking to me and probably won't talk to me until I say sorry for not telling them happy birthday. And in my head, I was like, the audacity. No, you have me fucked up. I'm not chasing you. Because clearly, you've been doing a certain repetition of an attitude or like a habit and you think I'm going to chase. No. Mm. I'm sorry, but no, I'm not chasing this friendship. You decided that you were going that side. Well, see, I'm just moving the same way you're moving. You went that side, I went this side. Now, if you want to chase, <laughs> I'm this side. But that's it, I'm not running after you. <laughs> mm. Why would I? For what? No. But that's one of the stupidest reasons. And I'm telling you till today, I'm just like, the audacity of this person. I mean, in high school, there was a couple, but I still don't remember what the reasons were, so I just couldn't tell you what they were. But like, yeah. the friendship, so who gives a fuck? Well, for me, the reason, the most stupid reason why someone broke our friendship happened twice so far in my life. And it is because of my sexual orientation. The first one, like... I get it. We were, like, college friends. Like, it wasn't, like, really a friendship. It was more like, we're going to college together. We have the same classes, so we're friends. Um, and so I feel like it was more transactional than anything. 
But the other, we were friends for give or take like eight to 10 years, maybe. And she converted into a new religion. And suddenly I wasn't good enough to be around her. And it was like she needed to, f to protect her newfound beatitude from me. You know, like, uh, I mean, to each their own, but being the friend that I've described before, like earlier in the episode, if all it takes for you to break our friendship is my sexual relationship, not my sexual relationship, my sexual orientation, which you've known about from the get-go, I'd rather not have you in my life anyways, because like you, you've known this, that I was a lesbian or whatever label that I use these days. You know, so yeah. So how do you deal with the betrayal of a friend, from a friend? Depending on betrayal, but for me, a betrayal is a betrayal regardless of the level. Um, I I don't have to deal because for me, it's very simple. If you betray me once, you're going to betray me twice. And even if it's like a small betrayal, I just don't need that around me. Like it could be from simply saying like, oh, yo, I feel like what that person did to you was such a fucking dirty move or this, that, that. And then, like, it might bag me and, like, yo, Lauren's fucking crazy for thinking that that was it. Not enough is for me. Okay. I mean, like I said, I'm the queen of cutting out people. But I've also learned to forgive. Let go of the anger. And cut you out still. As in, like. I don't really want to waste my time culturing this fake friendship anymore, so I definitely let go. Like, I deal with the issue. The thing is, I will definitely talk to the person. Like, I'm not just going to cut you out. I'm definitely talking to the person. And we are definitely going to put, like, oh, my God, so sorry. We're definitely going to explain each other's selves. But then after that, I'll be like, you know what? It's still not going to work because, like, for me, this was a betrayal, so no. Yeah. same for me like just move on grief if you have to say it but move on like the energy you will spend on that person is energy you won't get back so feel what you have to feel beat them up if you need to but like just move on and some people are big fans of forgiveness so if you want to forgive them forgiveness forgive them um i'm a petty person petty is my yeah. second name so there is no forgiveness there no, but, but you, if you, like, forgiveness is because, like, I don't carry that baggage. Like, I will forgive you for your your stupidity, but, like, I'm not forgetting. Like, I'm mm -hmm. petty to the point, like, if you try to be nice to me, I'm like, but are you dumb? Like, mm -hmm. I forgive, but I didn't forget. Exactly. So, yeah, just move on. Do what, do what you got to do to not spend energy on that person and whatever, then move on. Yeah, I agree. So now we're moving on to the last part of this episode, and we want to talk about ending a friendship. Uh, there's various like aspects to it, and we're going to go through them all. Uh, so first off, we want to talk about toxic and negative friendships or friends that bring out the worst from you. I wouldn't say the negative out of me because like some friends, it's just out for like mischief. Like those are the friends that you know you're going to be up to no good, right? But toxic relationship is like, like I said, those friends that only call you when they're down and they need something out of you. And then, of course, when you're done that conversation, you're exhausted, you're tired, you're mad, you're aggravated. 
or like the friends who call you just to like you know rub in your face that like they're going some places or doing something and at the end of that conversation now you're even more mad you're either mad envious or depressed or whatever because like you're you're going to compare yourself to that shit those friendships i find they're toxic because they're taking but not giving there are in certain certain feelings in you that you did not have or did not want to have so for me those are toxic relationships one-way friendship taking takers instead of givers and i think because we're givers it's very much more exhausting for us than it looks because like it takes a lot out of a giver to like give that energy and especially in like we invest so much into that energy as it's like unbelievable unbelievable the amount of like time and dedication and you always want that person and you're we're looking for the best for the person so it's not as if we're just like giving them like you know stupid advice or like this or that like no we're thinking like if i was in that person's position what would be best for me that for me is toxic yeah i was going to say exactly the same thing and i think you have to ask yourself if you really need them in your life i feel like um you you have to ask yourself if the relationship is only transactional but one way like lauren said and also does it prevent you from growing and from living your best life and seriously like a toxic friendship is like is the same as a toxic relationship like it can affect your person your sense of self the way you identify yourself your self-esteem it can also lead to feeling depressed anxious and everything and sometimes it is invisible like it requires you to really look for it to find it and sometimes you see it but you think you're the only one seeing it. So you have to be careful because um, you'll feel like you're the crazy one. But in fact, like everything's there. Like you're not, you're not crazy. So yeah. What to do when a friendship is over? You'll bury it and you move on. Yeah. Um, unless something terrible happened, um, you have to learn not to take it personally, I think. Um, like Lauren said, move on. Meet new people. But don't try to rush things either. Like like I said several times throughout the episode, sometimes you have to grieve someone, like a friend. So don't rush anything and delete the person from social media if you need it. And also learn from that friendship. Yeah, I don't want to delete people from social media because once more, I'm pretty as hell. I'm going to need you to see me excel without you in my life. <laughs> me, I Not keep I people, but it's because I like to stalk people. So I mean, You're a stalker. Not the same yeah, thing. I am. Not the same thing. <laughs> now, we've mentioned it several times through the episode, but going a certain period of time without talking and then reconnecting. I don't think we need to add anything to that. I mean, no. and I, I, we don't really analyze it either. It's okay to do so, whatever. Mm, yeah, I think we've mentioned everything that we need to say about um what are the limits of friendship i think there are boundaries you can cross they are often like the unofficial unspoken bro code like and then there's other boundaries also like i think there's places you need to be careful not to overstep and i think it helps whenever like there's boundaries to keep the friendship healthy and intact because without boundaries they are there can be bitterness, resentment, and things can spin, like spiral out of control. And so I listed a few limits. 
um, respect of time. Um, like meaning, and I'm not saying like uh, being punctual or whatever, but <laughs> she knows I'm never punctual. <laughs> yeah, but it's not that bad. I mean, somebody that doesn't call to cancel or whatever, that's something else. You know, that's not respecting the time. That's what I mean by that. How you treat their values, because yes, they have to be similar, but there's a lot of differences. Like Lauren and I, we have similar values, similar opinions, but we do like have different opinions sometimes. And although like we argue about them, I still respect the fact that she has a different opinion than me. Also boundaries, what you share with them, how much you tell them. And that I think goes with the nuance in friendship. For instance, I say everything to Lauren, but there's some of my friends that I don't say anything, like everything, because that's not how our friendship is built. So you got secrets on me, bitch? No, I don't. That's what I say. I don't okay. like... <laughs> okay, so... so. So be hiding shit from each other now. Okay. No, but I mean, like, I, I talk to you about, for instance, my sexual life, but there's some friends that I don't go as much in details as I would for you. That's what I mean. It's, what is our boundary? We don't have one. <laughs> I'm trying to see if this bitch is trying to tell me, so she should be hiding some shit from me. I'm like, huh? I be sharing the detail of my doodles and everything, and you hiding shit from me? Okay. No, I, I don't think I hide anything from you. I mean, no, I don't think so. I don't think I hide anything from you either. No. Like I think there's things I told you that people don't even know in my own house. <laughs> I mean, I do approach you a certain way, meaning like. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i gotta tell you something but uh i don't know how to say it to you and i was like oh my and in my head the processing okay like, listen i go from zero to a thousand especially when she tells me i got something to tell you and she doesn't tell me and she tells me two days later i'm just like ah. and then yesterday we're having the conversation about exactly what said she told me in the beginning of the week and i forgot that's just to tell you how I don't judge. Like, there's no judgment between me and her. So I forgot. Because to me, it was like normal. Like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. I would have done that too. Teach me. But I didn't remember. And then as the conversation went, I'm like, oh shit. True, yeah. yeah. And she was like, but Lauren, we talked about it. And I was like, yeah, but the way you made it seem, <laughs> it was such a big deal that, like, when you said it, I just went, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. It's like, oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> I can't actually forgot too, because yesterday it took me a minute. Eh? I was looking at my phone. I, I was know. Like, about and I was like, this is crazy. Like, what is this conversation? <laughs> you did not. I, I literally had to explain to you. Yes, it was after recording a podcast. I waited for my dad to leave. And then. <laughs> But it's because you made a big deal out of it before telling me that I thought it was really going to be a bigger deal. That when you told me, I was just like, yeah, but that's some normal shit to me. Like, And then another boundaries, boundary would be reciprocity. Um, meaning, um, you have to establish a boundary of, you can't be everybody's receptacle for their pain. Meaning the person 
who shares only their negative stuff with you and don't share their positive stuff with you. Um, I mean, that's a boundary. You, you have to establish a boundary there. And I'm talking to myself before Lauren says it because I have a hard time with that boundary. But yeah, it is one. Also, your well-being. Don't put it aside for a friend or anybody. Like, you have to be not selfish, but you have to be selfish on that one. Like, you come first. Also, how you support them. I mean, you need to let them do their mistakes. You might share your opinion, but you have to respect when they don't follow it. And then saying no. You have to respect yourself when you have to say no. Yeah, I know. Before you say anything, I can hear the silence of your judgment from over here. Not judging. You know I don't judge. This is the silence of like, bitch, you know you're not talking to me. You're talking about yourself, right? No. Right? <laughs> signs that someone isn't your friend. I feel like signs are very similar to toxic traits. Yeah. Uh, like the ones Lauren said, they don't. They call you when they need something. Uh, the conversation is never equal. Everything is about them. They put you down, or they make you fun, and they make fun of you. So you feel bad about yourself after hanging out with them. They're very competitive. There's drama. Um, they exclude you. They bail on you all the time. Competitiveness. I don't think it's all that bad if it's on a healthy level. Yeah, that's okay, but I mean, like, unhealthy levels of competitiveness. Yeah. They use your secret against you. They talk behind your back. Um, they cross your boundaries. Now, the last point, like, that's really the last point, Lauren. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell me what are your friendship expectations at this point in, in your life? My expectations of friendship at this point in time and like it's it's very simple because like I'm at a stage in my life where I want to try new things because like I don't want to reach I'm gonna say adulthood because I still consider myself a young adult until three zero I still want to do certain thing in my young adult self before I become an adult adult or I start becoming a family member person like you know like a a mom or a wife or whatever. There are things I want to do. So in my friendships, I want, I need friends who are willing to surpass those adventures with me. Um, who are willing to also do those struggles with me as much as like, some of them are financial. So I know some friends are not willing because they are not financially at the same level as I am. But I need at this point of time, friends who are supportive, who understand that like, okay, this is what she needs in her life. Let's give it to her. Like, you know, and I'm not saying like, like, for example, I made a comment, and everybody thinks this is a joke, okay? But for my 30th birthday, I'm going to Dubai. And I said, whoever comes shall come. If nobody comes, well, don't come. But then there was comments that were made that just showed me, like, so with so many years of friendship, you're not willing to put that time. Or, like, they were like, I'm not willing to put that time or finance in your birthday. I'm like, listen, bitch, I'm turning 30. If you're part of my friends and you're part of my tribe to be, it shouldn't be a financial issue for you to want to come with me to my birthday. Now, I understand for some people it's not going to be possible. I'm not stupid, right? Like some people, the tickets is just out of this world. 
of course I'm going to help you financially to pay for it. Like, I do work in an environment where I do get tickets on discount, so I'm not stupid. But some of these people will be part of those, right? But instantly from the bat, you're already shutting down the idea. I don't need that. And that's very simple. And it's it's little as my birthday. We're not even talking about like, you know, big life decisions. It's a birthday and it's in two years. So you have two years to financially get ready for it. And you're already shutting down the idea. You're not supported. I know we're not on equal basis because you would have told me the same thing. I would have made the effort to do this for you. And quite frankly, like this friendship isn't where I thought it would have been compared to how you sold yourself as a friend. To be honest, I feel like birthdays seem so small as an event, but it really shows you people like who people are. Because remember when I was at your place, like I think it was three or four years ago, and I planned all my birthday and everything, and only you and another person showed up and that was it and everybody canceled last minute and everything and that for me was a major step towards letting go a lot of people like and a lot of people from that point on just buy you know and i know it sounds so dumb right like it's a birthday like this year i didn't want to do anything so i was very happy i'm not doing anything nobody doing anything or it organizing anything right because at the end of the day that's my point i don't want to lose more friends over the fact that you guys are so stupid enough to not show up to the one day out of the whole year I've asked the one day you guys can't even make that effort to come now I'm and not let go everything like oh it's my birthday I'm the queen or whatever no but it's one day out of 365 days that I ask for you to be there for me shouldn't be hard whether you not just this or. like the way people respond like their behavior when they tell you I can't make it and their their reaction to your reaction making you look like you're dumb for being disappointed or whatever. Because I'm telling you, I was fucking disappointed and I'm pretty sure you knew it because you know me, obviously. But instant you said you told me this and you're like still smiling and I was like, oh, she's definitely not happy now. Yeah, exactly. And I'm thinking about it. I'm getting emotional because I'm just like, wow. Like for me, the biggest part was you know um, abandonment in my life is something that i take very seriously for so for one day like you said you abandon me for whatever stupid reason you're giving me because nobody gave me a good reason i i'm very understanding so if you came to me with a, a good reason i would have been like yeah sure just let me know when you're available we'll do something and it, nobody said to me oh uh let's do something next week or whatever no it was really like i can't because i have to babysit my boyfriend's nephews or whatever their family bitch you just tell me i'm not family to you so for me like it was very uh, much a big deal and since then i've never celebrated my birthday like to be honest so yeah it, it looks it looks like very small but it's not the birthday that's important it's how people behave around it that is important like we're talking about for me it's in two years right so like and i'm giving pre-head warnings to certain of my friends because like i know fully well that financially it's not the go-to thing right so i'm giving you guys warning two years in advance and you're already shutting down the idea before even trying to save or trying to make it because if you would get to like the, the month prior to my birthday you're like listen lauren i'm short i can't make it like 
financially I'm not there for that, fine, I can understand that. Mm -hmm. But you haven't even started. Like two years, guys. That's still very far from now. Two years to like, you know, save up what two grand, which includes your ticket, your visa, and your staying and your shopping. What are you telling me? You can't do that? Mm-hmm. Like, and it sounds like and I know it's very um it sounds like very superficial. Oh, you're asking them for this and that, like because you want to go live in like you want to go do your birthday in Dubai. And so fucking what? Even if I wanted to do it in Cuba or I wanted to do it in Quebec, like that's the thing. This year I wanted to do a chalet thing, right? And everybody came up with excuses. And I said this like what in February or like March? Like when the Did whole... I come up with an excuse? No. No, no, you said oh, yes. Okay. And then I had to tell you no. <laughs> and then I tried to do something and you told me no again. Because I was just not down for it. I was so annoyed this year. Like, everybody just thought, like, I was being depressed. No, I was mad. Like, I just did not want to do anything. Like, I couldn't give two fucks about my birthday this year. Because I'm like, what am I celebrating it for? For myself. So let me be by myself and celebrate for myself. Let me be happy and enjoy myself. Mm-hmm. I had good friends. And I'm not going to lie. I had good friends. Who... Oddly enough, actually prepared something. Like, the morning of, my friends call me over and they're like, yeah, come and have breakfast. We went for breakfast. And then the evening of, like, one of my friends threw a surprise party and I did not, I wasn't expecting it, which I was like, okay. The part that pissed me off is the person who I thought would have been there wasn't there, but his friend was there. So I was like, okay. But the friend that everybody knows that is my friend friend didn't even show up. So I was just like, nobody invited me, so I would have been there. I mean, I don't think they know that your friends like that, because like I don't really post you on social media like that either. So yeah, I just need friends who are willing to put the time and effort in my friendship the same way I'm, I'm willing to put time and effort in their friendship. But also, I've become so careful with friends and whom I tell my secrets to, and who I tell my this to, like my confidants, because I've been burnt one too many times in friendship in my whole lifespan and I'm learning that I am too trustworthy to people too quick like I trust people way too quick so in today's day my friendship is very careful like I'm not very easily approached I don't want to tell you all my secrets like if you know for example I had a man and I don't have a man when you're gonna ask me do you have a man I'm like yeah we're good even though I don't have a man right now to you, I have a man. That's what we're going to stay at because I don't want you to start talking shit. Like, I've become so protective of my entity as a person that, like, it's hard for me to found friendships on trust. And I know that's going to be a problem going on because, like, I just can't. Like, I just cannot. I'm not. I'm not there anymore. Like, I'm not easily willing to give. Like, I'm at the point right right now, I'm just standing there and I want to receive. And I know it sounds selfish, but I've given so much in different type of, re- of friendship that I'm at the point where I just want to receive. So I'm on the receiving end. I want to be the receiver for once before I even think of like, you know what? I'm willing to open up to build this friendship. I need to see your effort before I put my effort in. I don't know if you understand mm-hmm. where I'm coming from, yeah. It really makes sense because I'm I'm there too and I'm at a point where like I am super busy. I could make time for other people, 
but I don't know if I want to do that. Um, and I'm at a point where I don't want friends that live close to me. Like, I know it sounds super stupid, but the thing is, I want people that um, I will go once in a while to their place or they will come here, but it's going to be an event and a productive one. So, um, yes, I'm a little bit categorizing what I want as friends, like artists, uh, business people, whatever, because I want, if we're having fun, we're having fun, like relaxing and whatever, but I want to come out of that meeting, that, that event, be like, wow, that was great. Like I, I feel reju reju rejuvenated. Yeah. Um, I'm not stressed out. I'm not drained. I have new ideas. We might have even collaborated on something during those one or two days or whatever. I'm, I don't want to feel pressured because the person is living so close to me to be like, shit, we never have time to hang out, but yet we live in the same city or whatever. No, I don't want that. I want something that's nurturing. I want something that help, helps me grow and I want something on my level. And somebody that's a go-getter as much as I am. And like just, you know, somebody is working on their things. They don't they don't have time for drama or whatever. And when they take the time for me, it's going to be useful. So yeah, that's where that's where I am in my life right now. Like and like I said, I I find myself right now almost friendless. And to a point it's beneficial because I'm telling you guys, these projects are so out of character for what I've been in the last in the last like 10 to 15 years that I don't want to have to deal with grieving other friendships. So it's beneficial to me to be friendless right now. As much as sometimes I'm very sad about it, I know that it's positive in the end. No, I agree with that. Like I see the positive of having such a minimal group of friends. And like, it's to the point, like sometimes like the friends, like even the days that like, you know, people invite me, I'm just like, I'm not really into that energy to want to go out. So no, I'm not going out. And then like, it's so weird because in the day I do want to go out, nobody wants to go out or whatever. And those are the days where I'm like, you know, oh, I miss having a group of friends or I miss having that. But it's, it's like a day thing. It's like an hour type of thing. Like after that, when I start getting busy and I start cleaning and then like, it's like 1 a.m. in the morning, I'm just like, uh, so what was I sad about having no friends about? Like, mm -hmm. what was I sad about not going out for? Like, I don't accomplish so much already that like, well, yeah, okay. I did it. It's finished. <laughs> mm -hmm. And also, but. I feel like as as I age, I find myself comfortable more than ever being alone with myself. I mean, I never have felt myself as comfortable in my own skin as now. So for me, like, it's, Yes, uh, I'll be honest, sometimes I'm sad about it, but that's like a minority of the time because the majority of the time I'm feeling great, I'm doing my own shit, um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm working on my things and I, I know the project that I have right now is the right one for me, like it's my purpose, so for me, like I'm just working on my purpose and friends will come once I've reached new levels, like I said. Yeah, but you see, that's the thing for me, I don't want friends who are moochers. I don't, I don't want friends who, like, once I've succeeded, are there now. No, I don't need you. Like, you weren't there when I was struggling in the gutter. Well, I don't need you when I'm succeeding either. Exactly. Friends who, like, are getting themselves dirty as well as I'm getting myself dirty. 
even though it's not their project, you know what I mean? Like, even if it's not their goal, like, they're, they're in the trenches with me, working hard with me, like, you know, like, Lauren, you know what, I saw this for you, and, like, I think this is what you need to, like, check into, like, I may be wrong, but just check it, you know? I need those kind of friends, like, I need those supportive, the, the pushers, like, like you said, the go-getters as well, right? And I find, like, some of my friends today are in the very comfortable zone of what they're doing, and I'm not. And like as much as I'm taking time for myself, because I do deserve time for myself, in that time for myself, I am looking at like some decisions I made in the past and the decisions that I'm making now. And like I'm thinking into the like, you know, process of like, you know, converting into that. So my friendship needs to convert into that as well. So all right, so now we are up to the question from the public. The question that we've received about this topic was is it bad that I only have a few friends? Is it normal at 27? Answer that. Yes, it's very normal because like you're in transition in your life. Like at 27, like you just went through your quarter life crisis. Yeah, let a lot of friends go. You're probably out of a relationship or into a new relationship. Like, yeah, it's very normal. And also like if you are 27 with minimal friends, take it as a blessing. Like I said, because these are the people who like are probably going to be through your tribe. They're going to probably be your tribe at this point or time. I mean, there's nothing bad in having a small group of friends. Mm -hmm. Like cherish those small group of friends as much as you can, because then you can devote so much more energy into those friendships than into the other friendships that are pointless. And not just this, I think like you have to see this as not necessarily as if you're doing something wrong. You might not be doing something wrong. You might be, but you might not be also. Um, I think you have to see it as, Probably you're not entertaining people with fake appreciation. Um, you truly value the word friendship, so you take friendship very seriously. So maybe like your past uh, friends weren't taking it as seriously as you were. So now like you're more listening to yourself. Um, and you also believe that friends are not only to hang out for drinks or for whatever, but to help each other like grow and everything like i said relation the friendship of the good so yeah that's my answer so like you have to see it positively in in a way like you're probably doing something right you're almost definitely doing something right like if you have small group of friends but those are the small group of friends you can depend on you're doing something right keep doing what you're doing mm -hmm. so now lauren before we conclude this episode tell us the gumdrop of I the say that go get it <laughs> <laughs> i knew it was coming so i was like oh lauren get it right now <laughs> um the gumdrop of the day is at the end of the day making friends as an adult can be hard but it's because we're selective we respect more our boundaries than before so like i said and like we've said it's a good thing and keep those boundaries stop it's for me, it's similar as in relationships. Don't let go of some of your boundaries because like you want to have more friends, you want to have a group of friends or whatever. Don't like uh, belittle your like your your feelings towards something that has aggravated you. No, respect those feelings because if there are values to you and they've been crossed, then you know fully well that like listen, it's going to continue. So let me respect that and put an end to that now. Like I feel friendship is like a sickness. If you don't cure it or you don't like cut it out of your life, it will continue to grow and it will continue to poison your life and it will continue to be a burden on your life. Even though it's the friends who's doing the problem, your friends like your tumor. That person is toxic to you. Follow your follow your guidelines. So be selective. Don't open up to everybody because not everybody needs to know your business. Not everybody has good intentions for you. 
That's the gummy gap. The gummy gummy gap. It's a good one. So, guys, sweeties, I should say. <laughs> um, thank you. Fucking y'all, guys, it's so super fucking like, oh my god, guys, it's like for men and everything, right? Right? It's so no, it's not. Finding. It's not that. I don't. I don't care about the guys. For me, it's like in English. For me, it sounds like gender neutral. Maybe not for everybody, but for me, who's not an like my my first language is not English. No, my first language is not English. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyways, so this is it for today. Finally, that was a very long episode. Like when we got to the last part, I was just like, there's still another like huge part to go through. When you said question of the day, I'm like, we didn't really, we didn't, we didn't cover it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so thank you for listening to Two Aunties, a podcast brought to you by Lauren and myself, Marie Geneviève. If you want us to keep going, please subscribe to Two Aunties on your favorite podcast platform and share this episode with the amount of friends you have left. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can email us at twoaunties_podcast at gmail.com. Make sure to send us any questions you would want us to answer or any topic you would want us to cover, and we will try to answer them or cover them in future episodes. So talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.